welcome to the Tumbleweed Podcast, where we discuss an eclectic range of topics, including business, design, Texas culture, and everything in between. We're two teachers that turned a side hustle into a nationally known apparel brand, and now we work with some of the biggest names in Texas. We strive to never stop exploring and continue to draw inspiration from our adventures. So drift and explore or raise a glass. We're always ready to hang out and talk about the things that we love. So come roll with us as we drift and explore. Well, hey, welcome to the Tumbleweed Podcast. I am Brian Wysong, co-founder and owner of Tumbleweed Textiles. And today I got my boy Scriv, <laughs> Nick Scrivens for from Forefathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know who are you, what exactly is Forefathers, what do you do, and why the heck are you here with us today? <laughs> well, thanks a lot for having me, right? First yeah. and foremost, I truly appreciate the opportunity. Uh, yeah, Nick Scrivens, just an average cat out of uh, Maryland, uh, Montgomery County, right outside the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, had a pipe dream in high school to go play football, and then I uh, got shortly introduced to the you know all dreams <laughs> don't always come true. Uh, went to school in Philadelphia at LaSalle University. Uh, then got the cliche phone call from my best friend. He was like, "Hey, Scrave, you trying to move up to New York City? You know, <laughs> when you're slinging uh, drinks at California Pizza Kitchen behind the bar yep. and living in the basement of your uh, parents' house <laughs> with no money in the bank account, it was a great idea. I at the time." So uh, after five years living in Brooklyn, uh, having <laughs> all sorts of different jobs, uh, flipped a coin. It was either going to be Scottsdale, Arizona or Dallas, Texas. That decision was made 10 years ago today. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, we are here because um, the journey of life. <laughs> no doubt. Man, Scottsdale, that's a hard one to pass up. <sighs> it was, especially at the time. Uh, was working at a small digital marketing agency, uh, learned from two extraordinary uh, CEOs. I was one of uh, five sales guys, and uh, truly that's where the, 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 the career path really developed of becoming like sales-focused. Um, and therefore, when, it, when I got here in Dallas, didn't have a job, which was fun, a lot of fun, and <laughs> really concerning at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then I got introduced to uh, IT security, where okay. I still am, um, where I have a full-time job. Um, as I am trying to manage uh, building a the men's clothing brand, Forefathers. All mm-hmm. right. So Forefathers. I think I think you can. People should be able to hear it within the name. Mm-hmm. But what exactly? Uh, we'll get into how it got curated. Mm-hmm. But what is Forefathers? Yeah, I think it's uh, one of its one of the first clothing brands to align to an individual who is either starting or in fatherhood. Um, to kind of not answer that question, but also talk about how it got started. Um, I met my wife. We got married within two years of knowing each other. We were in our mid thirties, so it just kind of made sense. Right, right. Um, then we got married twenty twenty in Mexico, which. All your listeners, if you're debating on where to get married, go get married in Mexico. All right. <laughs> I was one of those cats that uh, always thought you're going to have the big wedding and all your friends and family were going to be there. Yeah. 
No, uh, quite the contrary, where um, we did Mexico with 50 of our best friends and families. Uh, Took a lot of heat because, you know, everybody (laughs) couldn't make it. But at the end of the day, we got married uh, February 1st, uh, beautiful time, and then COVID hit. Uh, So just like the majority of people who just got married uh, during COVID, well, we had a kid in December 2020. (laughs) So that was the first uh, kind of just um, experience of being a, a husband and then nine months or ten months later, um, had a had a baby girl, which really uh, was was just a knock at the front door where you know life life's chapters were going to be totally different. Uh, uh, for sure, you weren't that crazy animal that you were in twenties. <laughs> you were uh, you know you had more responsibilities and you know ownership of of being a good dad. So um, I had a childhood buddy reach out to me, and he was like, "Hey, man." I, uh, I've grown this Instagram channel of 100,000 followers called Do Less Dad. I tried drop shipping and totally failed because I recognized that nobody wanted, you know, my mustache on their mugs or sweatshirt. And, uh, you know, I, I think we have this. I have another idea. I want to put dadisms on high end uh, clothing and wanted to start with polos. He goes, I know you just became a dad and uh, I know uh, you love to play golf. So would you be interested? And in that moment, um, like a light switch, but not really. Yeah. My life totally was different, yeah. um, which was really cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Four dads, by dads. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, but I th- also think, you know, when you start to recognize the what the disruption of COVID really was. Now, me in particular, I had never owned a home. Right. Uh, my dad, you know, wasn't the type of dad to teach me how to use a drill, a saw. Like we, we weren't exactly a DIY family. Yeah. Uh, but through the transition and just being at home and being a homeowner at the, for the first time, um, you know, you started to learn all those exercises and those activities. So starting to encompass everything that a, that a dad on paper was, I started performing because I just became obsessed with like, you know, house projects, for example, you know, I took down my, I was like, why is my yard? So why don't I have, why do I have this fence in my yard when it could be over there? That was like the first project, took down the fence. Then you started, you know, putting up fans, uh, work on railings, building tables, (laughs) raised gardens. Uh, And then I had my child there and I'm like, wow, like I truly now understand the dadisms, right? got the the Traeger grill and things uh-huh. of that nature and then all of a sudden um it just became reality yeah right and uh when my buddy gave me the phone call of starting the company it just made so much sense yeah. where overnight just became obsessed yeah right? mm-hmm. well you and i first met mm-hmm. so i had seen uh your products a little bit on social media mm-hmm. and people listening to this might be like man hey brian you own tumbleweed textiles why the heck do you have some other apparel brand <laughs> I'm wearing it, too. (laughs) And I am wearing it, right? Turf dad? Yeah, golf dad. Golf Golf dad. dad. Golf dad, you know? I knew dad was in there. Um, But it's – and I saw it, but I tend not to click on stuff. Like, when you're an apparel brand, I I don't go down those – Then they all come down. Right. And so I didn't click on. I was like, that's cool. And I went on. Just because there are other other polo brands out there, I just probably assumed it was one or the other. Mm -hmm. But then I met you at the rail yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was, I was ordering a drink for, I think, my kid and I. And you, some random dude comes up like, hey. I came in hot. There's no doubt. I was, I was so excited to see you. <laughs> and, and, and after that, I had every intention to follow back up. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I did start learning more about your company. Yeah. And I, I mm-hmm. love it. Because not only is it a great concept, mm-hmm. you're 
branding is is amazing. Mm-hmm. Your designs are amazing. The quality of the polos are amazing. Very rarely do I look at a brand like, okay, I see mm-hmm. what's good about it. I, I want to buy one, mm-hmm. right? And then we hung out at the Conference USA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Event. In the rain and cold. In, in the rain, cold, uh, <laughs> over at the Star. And we yeah. got to talk a little bit because we didn't have a lot of people walking around. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> and it might have been the best thing because I realized, okay, not only do I think this is a cool brand, okay, yeah. I, I actually like you yeah. as, mm-hmm. a, as an owner, and I had a lot of respect for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll talk about the company here in a bit, but about you as a dad, mm-hmm. that's what I learned about mm-hmm. because you're like, screw it. I'm going to go home and hang out with my family, right? <laughs> like, how is it for you as a this real dad, you have a real business that you, or a company you work for, uh, but now you're trying to have a side hustle that's obviously growing beyond a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. How are you balancing being a dad, owning a business, and working for a company? And two kids under two. <laughs> and two kids. Yeah. Uh, man, there is no balance. There is no balance. There's just motivation. And, uh, you know, it's just like when you want to become a good at any sport, you know, it's it's the fundamentals. It's the exercises day in and day out. And then yeah. you just play for that 10% of uh, within the game. But, you know, yeah. practice is everything. And I think that's what dad. But, you know, more importantly, when I did find out I was going to be a dad for the first time, uh, emotions like all over the place and i just knew that no matter what i just didn't want to suck at it you know like i wanted to be a great dad and you know what do you do if you want to learn something you know you go you go either go read the books the blogs you go to youtube and you know all of a sudden the the consistency of only hearing how to be good or to learn from it was a lot of the the woman's narrative right and those are that's great but then I started scratching my head. I was like, where are the dudes talking about being a dad? And I think this is another disruption when I think of COVID. Uh, for example, I have an opportunity. Yes, I work. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sales guy, IT sales guy. So I should be out in the field a little bit more. I hope my boss doesn't <laughs> listen to this. Uh, my wife stays home with the kids. We do four fathers out of the house. And, um, you know, unlike my father, who was the mustache, glasses, starch shirt, button straight up, you know, real guy out of, you know, out of the house at six, home at seven, barely had any involvement into the development of me. And I, you know, one thing is I really respect my mom who had three kids, but, you know, I think again, the persona or the definition of the dad has also changed throughout COVID because I do have an opportunity to change diapers, warm bottles, put my kids down for naps, play with them, see them develop. I mean, each and every, now I can see it more when I take myself out of the scenario, but for like, you know, the last two and a half years, you feel like every day is the same and true. There's a lot of truth. It is groundhog day, especially at that age, but, uh, at least I was there to experience it, you know, and, uh, it's no longer cool or acceptable to be like, Oh, I just make money. My wife takes care of it. She's the woman of the house. It's like, well, don't don't I want to be a great dad? Like, don't I want to yeah. hold my kid? I don't I want to know the techniques or the necessary stages on how to feed your kid and how do you ease them? Uh, you know, into solids, meats, things oh, like yeah. that. And uh, there's so much education and and you know it, it, it's 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 a miss on our part. And I mean that like as parents now that if we're not one educating ourselves, how in the world are we going to yeah. educate our kids? Oh yeah. Um. So something that I just love to instill is those virtues and values of. You know, the, the majority of it is tough, 
And thank, thank goodness uh, Texas makes great whiskey because uh, yeah. those are my late nights uh, to get through it all. But, um, you know, it's it's just like being an athlete. It's like what type of athlete you want to be and like what, what type of dad do you want to be? And oh, I, yeah. I wanted to be a dad where if I was asked a question about my kid, uh, I would at least have an answer, right? Yeah. Because I'd be involved. And I think, um, you know, I understand why some parents aren't involved, like whether it's a time commitment or maybe uh, – you know, maybe their household wasn't exactly an intimate, loving, embrace it. And, uh, you know, th- that sucks. But if you can be a role model in a certain category, being a dad, uh, hopefully we can we can improve what it means to be a dad. And if I can use clothing as the vehicle to build that community, yeah. well, let's let's go. <laughs> For sure. So personalities, it seems like every polo you have. Mm-hmm brings out a person it, 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 it can define a personality so like if i'm wearing a shirt your you know your pizza shirt right yeah well, uh what's the name of that one uh pizza night okay pizza yeah, night yeah. like mm-hmm. it's probably saying hey i like pizza yeah. or something who knows what but has to have it's connecting me to a personality yep. your two kids mm-hmm. if if they had a, <laughs> a a baby polo or a baby shirt what would be on it that oh. defines their personality <laughs> Uh, my son, the incredible Hulk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, my Takes daughter, yeah, my daughter, uh, a librarian. Um, I think in two and a half years, my daughter has read more books er, than I have my whole life. Okay. <laughs> she's, a, she's amazing with that. She's obsessed, uh, which does extend bedtime the, you know, putting them, her down <laughs> quite often. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think you actually touched on a really important thing too, was, you know, the dad isms, I think evolve through every dad yeah. right and uh whether it's the carpool dad the dog dad uh, golf dad you name it but you know that's the majority of the categories that people see themselves in and you know what i my um analogy is everybody loves christmas christmas might be is the the holidays let's call it the best time of the year right but if you had to pick and really think about what's uh, what's the majority of people's other favorite holiday it's halloween Oh, yeah. Because they get to put on the costume that they that represents who they are, who they love, or their heroes, and that's exactly it. With four fathers, is that the designs align to the persona of the actual dude. So right. our clothing is more in depth of who that individual is. And I know you, when we're out in shows, uh, what I see all the time are the kids that run up to the booth and they start like, oh. My dad has no idea how to cook. When my mom's at wine night with the ladies, he always orders pizza. Like, he's the pizza guy, yeah, you know? Yeah. Or it's like the, the wife comes over. It's like, well, if I buy him this date night polo, I guess he'll be forced to take me out on a date, right? Yeah. And, and you start to really discover other people's lives, right? Through them just looking at clothing. Yeah. Um, so I think it was really important for, one, us to build a mission that was that I thought was important, which oh, yeah. is fatherhood, right? And then, you know, how are you going to differentiate yourself from all your other competitors? Because, as you know, just as much as we are in a very saturated market uh, within apparel. But um, but absolutely. And it was that alignment to when people had to make a decision, whether to buy the the Nike or the, the Peter Millar or the Four Fathers, it was. Well, they're all beautiful designs. No doubt. But I love being a dad a little bit more than I love just saying I buy Peter Millar. This this brand speaks to me kind of, oh, you yeah. know, in that in that emotional buying decision where uh, I see it all the time, which is great. I mean, it's so surreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I get it because for us, when we first started, our only com- competitor was us and our time, yeah. meaning like. <laughs> 
if we put time into it, we had opportunities. If we didn't put time, we didn't. Mm-hmm. But eventually, once we start growing, uh, as we grew on our wholesale channels, uh, our biggest competitors now, and it, we, we love these brands. I wear them religiously, mm-hmm. but like Howler Brothers mm-hmm. and Sendero and um, all these other uh, Patagonia. Like, mm-hmm. When you go to a Tyler's, one of our retailers, like th- that's the shelf our, our shirts are yeah. on. And people then have to choose ours or theirs. Mm-hmm. And for us, it goes back to we have a story that's unique to us mm-hmm. and it's authentic and people see Jeb, my business partner and I live that life and I have three kids myself and I tell stories about my kids mm-hmm. and we show our lives on our social media where some brands only show fake pictures of models mm-hmm. and it's everything that they're not really right <laughs> and one thing about your brand mm-hmm. that I love I'm a branding guy so like if, if I had a and my whole team, if we chisel down, like, what in, is Brian Weissong most passionate about? Mm-hmm. It is branding. Yeah. And I love meeting you, but when I started seeing your brand being produced, I'm like, okay, this is legit. It's the real deal brand. Mm-hmm. I want to follow it. Yeah. You're not like some Appreciate other, that. you're not some <laughs> other polo from another state doing yeah. Texas polos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I know. Stay out of Texas. Yeah. Stay in Virginia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you said it, but it's like us. There, there used to be this t-shirt company. I'll say it. Home tees. Mm-hmm. Like they did this shirt uh, that had Texas and the guy went on Shark Tank and mm-hmm. Mark Cuban called him out. He's like, dude, you're using Texas to make money. Like, yeah. It's not authentic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that company's kind of fizzled away after uh, Mark Cuban put him in their place yeah. on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Totally backfired on their goal of trying to get fame and publicity. <laughs> well, you're Mark Cuban. You're yeah. a Texan. You should buy it. Yeah. But, you know, with you, going uh, the, where I'm going with this mm-hmm. is authenticity. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love is at all these shows that we go to, and mm-hmm. for people listening, shows would be like festivals mm-hmm. where we pop up a 10 by 10 tent and we're trying to hustle our tees. OG style. Uh, Not those weekends. <laughs> yeah. and uh, But with that, there's mm-hmm. other brands that are trying to knock us off. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably other brands knocking you off with not appropriate stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they, they haven't figured out who they are. They're just trying to sell a product. Mm-hmm. Whereas you, it seems like, are really staying true to who mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. Right? So in that, as you tailored your brand, how did you... And I know it's four dads by dads. Mm-hmm. I know you are a dad. We understand that, but like... As you tailored your brand, how have you really defined who you are and worked at trying to be consistent at that? Yeah, it's 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 nonstop, right? And I think you always have to go back to your your mission. You know, why are you doing something, right? Um, and and more importantly, you know, as I mentioned earlier, my goal is is yes to make sales and to build a brand for sure. but my true passion and my love is to build a community of moms and dads alike because as as explained being a parent is so hard yeah. like and i look at my not only resources but my schedule you know my let's call it lack of hustle in my real job right uh, you know i have great in-laws great babysitters i have a wonderful wife who takes care of the kids i have fantastic kids and you know after i put them down i look in the ceiling i'm like how are we doing this every day it's so hard it's so hard and it's hard for so many more people at so many different levels. Like the the dad that works three jobs, but yet has you know one or two hours a weekend with his kid, and he maximizes that time. That to me ensures that I'll never break away from our true uh, virtues. And that's like this is going to be a family business. It's going to be for dads and moms and kids to enjoy. Um, and if you look at one of the things that I, I am obsessed about, because when we when we did start. Um, 
putting things down, started to Frankenstein the polo together. One of the other pieces of content we wanted to start with was a blog. And yeah. I started writing down these diaries of what it was an experience. And I, and that's where, you know, I was, I was rereading them. I was like, wow, like, should I be saying this as a business owner to, as a family brand? Like I'm writing about how hard it is, not how easy it is. And I think yeah. that authenticity is the difference between the brands that take the flashy photos and they just want to become trendy. It's like, you can go back to day one. And I'm still saying the same stuff that I'm saying today. And uh, what more importantly to me, if you look at our Instagram, uh, it's not a lot of flashy photos. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's of our community yeah. that is embracing the mission of forefathers, which is important to me. But another key component, which uh, is another obsession of mine, is our database. Oh, and yeah. if you look at the categories, we've got like DIY, parenting, barbecuing, and hopefully it's a one-stop shop of a resource that people can leverage to learn how to be a dad, how to be a homeowner, how to be a husband. Because I will say, um, I always say this, is that being a dad is easy when you talk about comparing it to being a good husband during the times of pregnancy, birth, and the first couple years. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and that's where I, I truly want to hang on to those core uh, virtues and values as we progress and build our brand. 100%. Mm-hmm. I think before this podcast, I, I made a comment to you. I was like, let's keep this family friendly because <laughs> I want to I make sure if my pastor <laughs> yeah. listens to this, he's happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But also, it's mm-hmm. the sense of I am a dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a former teacher. My business partner, Jeb, is still a teacher. Our audience extends way beyond just the entrepreneur and creative. It's it's our former students. It's mm-hmm. our current students. It's the friends of my of my son, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have three kids. Yeah. I'm a dad. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm. Three. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a one year old, yeah. a four year, uh, four three, yeah. a three year old. I don't know. Uh, that's what happens. You get bald yeah, yeah. and you lose your memory. It's real. It's uh, real. It's, hey, hey, mm. It gets it gets worse. <laughs> um, and then I have a daughter that's ten. Or eleven, I don't know, but uh, with, with, with special needs, mm-hmm. um, and that has taken a toll on our lives. Mm-hmm. But in that, you really start seeing a true reflection of who you are and how you raise your kids. <laughs> uh, and, and then it's even crazier when your kids are old enough and you can start seeing yourself in them. You're yeah. like, oh my goodness! Yeah. There's like a country song out there about like if you cuss, the the kid starts repeating you, but start praying they start repeating you like like they start modeling who you are and what you do when you do it how you do it and then it gets really bad when they do it at school and you're like (laughs) i can't be mad at you because i it's my fault um but with your brand with what you do Mm -hmm. um the the thing is like we tumbleweed textiles we're in our 11th 12th year Uh So in this in the scheme of again the world of business, very few businesses make it past five years. Yeah. and I think statistically it's like seventy five percent don't make it past three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> Important yeah, months coming. Yeah, up. <laughs> I know, and, and it, but it's crazy. Yeah, but I think a lot of it is is most companies copycat other companies, yeah. and the thing is, my recipe to success is not going to be your recipe. That you can't cookie cut the hustle mm. right i think you've told me this many times and i can relate you mm. can ask my jeb my business partner mckenna on the other side of this camera can mm. repeat it can mm. say vouch for this but like there is no one that's going to outwork me mm. i'm, gonna, I'm yeah. going to uh work harder faster mm. and try my best to be smarter than mm. anyone else mm-hmm. um and what kills me is at these shows there's other brands mm-hmm. that they're trying to be like everyone else mm-hmm. and i think that's what has really been special for you is yes there's other polo brands uh, that have similar ideas and concepts, but the difference is is not all, not just authenticity. Mm-hmm. 
but you have found your way mm-hmm. and it, everything you're saying here is your way is true to who you are yeah and yes that's authentic but it's also people want to follow brands people leaders that are leaders mm-hmm. you're a trailblazer you're being a trailblazer in your your little niche um and so i you know i applaud that and that's why i decide you know what I want to be one of your first wholesalers. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so we actually carry your yeah. stuff in our store. Hey, hey, we also wear your stuff too. So it's vice versa. Yeah, no, I'll bring it back to one of the things you said. And and uh, people who hear me out in the street, and you know, my friends, my family, you know, it's like, how, how's everything going? I'm like, it sucks. It's hard. Like, and I relate it back to parenting, and I can confidently say that. I mean, obviously, I'm trying to crack a little joke into a very serious question. No doubt. But but it, you know, why it sucks is because I want to be really good at it. You know, you, have you ever heard anyone trying to lose weight saying, oh, I'm having a time in my life? And like, oh, yeah. no, no. To cut out all the necessary foods, the the sweets and the things that you want every day, and then you have to go work out, that's not fun, right? right. And and I think if you really get granular on the ability to be a good parent, like, you know, like we, we my wife and I are very, we run a very strict household, you know, and, and I see other parents kind of taking those cookie cutters, the cheaters, and, you know, when you get together – they're, they are the ki- they have the kids that no one wants to be around. Right. And, you know, it's like, you know, they ask you, like, hey, you want to go on vacation? It's like, no, 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 no we're busy. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we're not we're not doing that because yeah. because it, it is regimented. It, it is. And, you know, to now to relate that to a business like it is hard to grow something and to think of your own ideas. But that becomes the the affirmation, the value that I get when I'm like, hey, you know, I have a list of 250 different Facebook groups that I have to manually go in each one post the memes to drive attendance. Cause at that time, this time last year, we didn't have a marketing budget. We didn't have any money. <laughs> we were in, we were in debt. And, uh, you know, when I was up late doing those certain, those certain exercises, I knew that I was getting better and I knew I was going to be driving, uh, building something that no other people could going back to that work ethic. Yeah. Like I know my kids are going to be well behaved because we don't just, put iPads in front of them. We don't put them in just from the in front of the TV for hours. No, we play with them. It is hard. I mean, our backs are are, yeah. are real. I mean, I'll even tell you that uh, I hadn't been to the doctor in 10 years and I had this excruciating pain <laughs> uh, in my hand. And I, I, my wife convinced me, she's like, you either stop complaining or go to the doctor. I immediately I go to the doctor. He starts touching my hands. I'm like, ah, ah. He's like, Hey man, you have a mommy's thumb. <laughs> I said, what? He goes, did you just have a kid? And I was like, I didn't have a kid. My wife had a kid. And this was about four or five months because uh, I've read things that define colicky. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. My daughter took that to the next level where she only gave us an hour a day of not crying. And the way you get it, and the, he goes, well, we only see it 99% in the women because <laughs> they're holding their baby so yeah. much. And that was me. I was holding my kid because, you know, in order to give my wife a break or even just the need of trying to get her to stop crying, that that experience sucked each and every moment I was doing it. But you know what? My, my, my daughter hit a turn at six months and now she's extraordinary. Like I was saying earlier, reads uh, so many books, uh, her vocabulary, the way she just loves being around other people. Like I see my pain and the grit in those moments no of when I'm holding into when I see her well behaved. Yeah. And I think when I look at the fundamentals of building a business of spending those hours late night or writing or replying back to every single email, every single comment or, um, you know, people, uh, customers, right? Yeah. It all is hard it, to do it day in and day out. But 
having the opportunity sitting here, if I don't do those things, I'm never here. Yeah. I'm not building a, a business that's, that's going to withstand itself. And that's where it's like, you know, you got to look yourself in the mirror. It's, do you want to, do you want to, you want to eat the donut? You keep telling everybody you want to lose weight. Do you want to eat the slice of pizza? It's like, Hey, you, you tell people you want to build a company. Are you willing to do the necessary things to get there? Right. And I think that's where, man, when you said three years, I'm like, ah, oh, we're only in a year and a half. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think y'all are doing all right. I, I, I think y'all have even scratched the surface of your success. I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so, so far, uh, quick summary, mm-hmm. authenticity, discipline, yeah. hard work, and there's a fourth element. It's amazing as we have people on this podcast, there's a consistent theme amongst the success of the people on this. It's family. Mm-hmm. It's people that, because that's the thing is I've learned, and I'm 100% guilty of this, is I almost always have put my job, my career, work ahead of my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a season now that it's like enough's enough. And luckily my wife isn't like, I'm gonna leave you. Mm-hmm. It's just affecting our family. Yeah. It's affecting my mental health. It's affecting my children. And, and the more that my son, that's probably why, grows up, I'm like, I want to be there to train them in soccer, yeah. train them in football, take yeah. them to Kids Strong, yeah. do whatever it is. And I'm finally in that part of my life where it's like, I need to be present mm-hmm. because if I'm not, someone else is. Yeah. And if no one else is, who knows the path that my son or my daughter or my kids are going to go down. Yeah. Um, and so for you, it's, you know, authenticity, discipline, hard work, and bringing focus to your highest priorities, and that's you and your family. Uh, because if you do that, then everything else will work out. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, like, a, it's like your why, right? You 100%. know, you really have to define why you're doing anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you got to get lucky. Like, I cannot tell you on one podcast or even over 50 of just the – the last three years and and a lot of it is a testament to yes starting a company the disruption of covid becoming a dad um but you know in those moments and and everybody blows you know their top off once in a while like you just got to let go of steam but you know i quickly always come back it's like i'm a lucky dude (laughs) you know like even though you're working hard it's fun right um i gotta be around my kids nonstop. yeah it's fun and uh you know my why is to provide them different opportunities that my dad and mom provided me which were remarkable at the time like they gave me a platform to go to the camps to play on the teams to go to schools uh to travel the world like that's unbelievable but now when i see the difference of what i want to uh provide it's like you don't have to be sucked into the status quo you don't necessarily need to follow in line it's much more important to be that leader, right? And, and no matter what you do. Yeah. Um, and uh, when I think about the flexibility of my schedule, my calendar, and where I'm really uh, eager to get to is, you know, no longer have a real real job and only to be focused on my priorities, which are my family, which gives me the ability to go on those walks, go on those vacations, go teach them all the sports, you know, like – one of the things that always uh-huh. melts my heart is like every day my wife takes our kids uh, to the beautiful Frisco library and my daughter, no, without question, will ask me like, Daddy, can you come? Yeah. And I, you know, like I'm working, I'm just like, I just cannot wait to like have the ability to just go, you yeah. know, and I do make sacrifices yeah. and I do attend. But I think that's kind of the beauty of, of a true entrepreneur is one, you learn how to prioritize your time on what matters. Oh, yeah. And uh, you never miss out 
on any of those things. Yeah. And I think that's the obsession. And I can say for me, 10 years in, take advantage of that as quickly as you can because mm -hmm. uh, years fly by fast. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, my daughter, it's, it's been, our, we have never allowed. Uh, because my daughter's special needs, mm -hmm. and there's like a helicopter parent need there, like, <laughs> but, which is understandable. It's like she's never driven in the car with anyone besides my, either my wife or I, mm -hmm. uh, maybe maybe my sister, but besides that, no one else. Uh, she's never gone out to eat with anyone mm -hmm. else. Her uh, in special needs, every couple of years they transition into a new teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, unlike normal kid, like general education kids, like every year have a new teacher. So she has like every three years. Mm -hmm. So she's transitioning into middle school. Mm -hmm. And so yesterday, her teacher and her therapist came and picked her up. Oh, wow. Drove her to uh, <laughs> Cheetos because she loves Cheetos and she talks about Cheetos every day at school. So they're like, okay, we'll take you to Cheetos, get a quesadilla. Uh, that's her thing. Eat some queso. And, um, but seeing the pictures of like, she felt like she was normal. Yeah. And it was the moment of time where she felt like, okay, and they were singing, they were dancing, they're acting like girls. Yeah. And it's not like being a mom and dad. It was like, in, in her mind, her friends. Oh. And it was a cool moment, but I realized like after 10 years of this, finally she's getting this experience. And it kind of made me regret over the last 10 years not giving her those opportunities. Mm -hmm. The only point I'm saying this is like, at some point as a dad, as an entrepreneur, you look back and wish, but I'm hoping the listeners in this here mm -hmm. take advantage of those opportunities now. Mm -hmm. Don't wait. Yeah, but you, but you wouldn't have them, right? Right. No like, like you would stay in the status quo. Like, you know, real talk. Like I am definitely taking a big risk onto the main revenue source of my family right. in my IT sales to prioritize time into forefathers and with my kids. And I'm like, well, if I just did it by the book and was this outside sales guy that was charming you know customers going out to all the regional events going to vegas for all the big it security conferences like i'm missing those moments yeah. and i'm <laughs> and what i've learned and i've been again very lucky very fortunate um but in the back of my mind i'm like there's always going to be that like yeah. i'm always going to have an opportunity to send somebody my resume and say hey can you give me a job uh but i won't have an opportunity to go build something great and build a community yeah. of dads and moms alike so it is finding that silver lining, um, but more importantly, just the you those moments are, are there's not a lot of them. Yeah. So so seize the day, kind of carpe diem. Shout out to Robin Williams. Uh, <laughs> but but that's my obsession because I want to have I want ensure that my kids are always seeing that type of schedule of yeah. you know you're doing a million things, but you're doing a million things that you want to, yeah. and if you do that one thing that you hate constantly, which you know, arguably I have a, a ton of animosity towards, because I don't want to go down that path anymore. Yeah. And uh, I want my kids to know that there's options, you know. I think it would be even cooler, like my kids be obsessed to starting a small business, like when they're like the lemonade stand, like yeah. we laugh at that stuff. But I hope that they see daddy out in the shows, like my daughter, when we always drive by the star, daddy shows, daddy shows, you know, we yeah. have the Salina, yeah. daddy show, you know, and it's like, Hopefully that's instilling like she can do these things at a much younger age than when I started it at 36 because, yeah. you know, it, I, I think you're also seeing a lot of young people not go down the tr traditional uh, college paths and they're finding their ways into a lot of the things that we work with, you know, your email marketing, your e-commerce, uh, starting these businesses, which is great. I mean, the yeah. world needs more people that just don't fall in line. 
you know, I was in a cubicle at one time in my career and I thought, man, there's just life has to be better than this. Right. Right. And, uh, the nine to fives just aren't cool because it yeah. will suck. It will suck the life out of you. And it's funny. I always thought like my best years were my twenties and my thirties, <laughs> you know, cause you're having all the fun going on the trips with your buddies. Um, and I am convinced that my best years are in front of me. And it's because like being a good dad that takes care of his family, yeah. like there's nothing cooler than yeah. being like, Hey, I take care of my family. Like, I've made the buzzer beater shots, you know, the goals, whatever, but, nothing is cooler than being a good just a good role model yeah. for for your kids because no uh unfortunately a lot of people aren't like it's it and there are a lot of people that are oh yeah right and it's what side of the the the, the sand the line and the sand do you want to be so and hopefully you know our communities can help educate dads on why it's cooler on this side of the fence yeah. than that side so yeah that that's that that's my true passion for sure mm-hmm. well, shout out to my dad you know i i i, I i'd be uh ashamed if I didn't give him a shout out. So mm-hmm. I grew up in a military family. Oh, wow. I was in the latter end. So I did not have to move every couple of years. Mm-hmm. My sisters had to do that. I mean, they were from Indiana, Louisiana, Hawaii, California, oh, wow. whereas I got to roll in, be born uh, and <laughs> like didn't have to live that life. Yeah. Right. But uh, he instilled in me extreme hard work, mm-hmm. discipline, co- competition, everything. I mean, even walking to the front door, who can get there first, Mm -hmm. like just extreme competition. Um, And there's a a quote by Mark Cuban. It's luck is a residue of hard work. And everything you're saying, that's the quote that came to mind. It's like with my dad instilled in me, I've had a lot of luck. Mm -hmm. But it's it's starting to realize it's because of a a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what you're doing is modeling that behavior for your kids and as they grow up and are actually able to fully understand and grasp it, <laughs> they're going to have probably a lot of luck because of the hard work you've put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a teacher, I always said great things come with great sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And it's these sacrifices that's going to hopefully, and we all pray for it, right, yep. is having that great life later um, and those great opportunities of family time and hopefully money mm-hmm. and success and fame. Not fame in a sense of like we're king, but mm-hmm. fame uh, of influence. Yeah. Um, but it t- kind of taking this away from dadship, mm-hmm. let's get real. Let's talk, okay? Um, I, and I know the story, but there's going to be a lot of people that listen Your to this. Your pastor needs to turn off the podcast yeah. now? No. Well, hey, we'll pray for you later. Um, but like, but real talk's like, mm-hmm. man, you're you're in, to me, the heart. Like, the one thing I remember is the uh, ignorance of, of starting a business. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you just don't know, yeah. and it makes it a lot easier. Whereas now I look back, I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Mm. It worked. Some of it didn't work. But also, people don't understand the the effort and work that mm-hmm. go into being an entrepreneur and starting. We have a lot of listeners on here that are entrepreneurs, um, uh, aspiring artists that are trying mm-hmm. to, in, in a sense, be an entrepreneur with their own art. Mm-hmm. What are the hardships that you've been going through, that you have gone through, that maybe you've conquered or maybe you're still in the process of trying to figure out but man talk about the the challenges that you've been facing oh man i i will i will flip it and say that the thing that motivates me to embrace the challenges is because i know no matter the challenge in front of me nothing would be worse to keep joining pipeline calls and at telling somebody else about my forecast and if deals are going to come in i mean that's what motivates me to keep going and and breaking down those barriers and walls right um but the challenges it's all over the place right um one i had no experience in apparel 
to uh, had no experience in e-commerce. So it's a constant need to continue learning each and everything. I mean, the weight of fabric, <laughs> yeah. how to stitch, you know, the different importance of how to keep the collar up uh, or um, having it turn into bacon. I mean, these are nuances that trial by error for sure. Um, but I would say just in life um, and business, it's very similar. Like you, you have to find people that you can trust yeah. and you have to be a sponge and have this need to learn. I think, um, you know, the entrepreneurs that I'm drawn to or similar to yourself, we're always consistently trying to help one another out. And I think that's always a challenge to weed out the foes very quickly because they can be detrimental to your growth and to your business. Yeah. Um, and um, here's another just a primary example of a challenge is that you you can't don't trust anyone's going to do their job. Right. And always be a helicopter dad, be a helicopter business owner. No doubt. Question people and why. Always ask why. Why did we do that? Why did we do this? What's what? It, what are we expecting from this? What are we expecting from that? And I think it's continuously learning um, what's out there. By uh, for here's an example. I have a email marketing team that I that helps me build the templates, the messaging. Um, I've had them now for a year, a remarkable team that I enjoy. I think I've already interviewed over 10 other email agencies this year just to learn from them because I don't want to trust that I'm being told all the right things for sure because i know as a business owner i can tell you that yeah, everything's great in four fathers is it, do you take it and then you or are you going to go out and learn from different polo or clothing companies on what they're doing to ensure that you're doing the right things yeah for sure um and i think that's that's a challenge because that's time right spent and then two are you being fed the right information to effectively go build your company yeah um I will say inventory is one of the largest yeah. <laughs> challenges on how to forecast that. And, you know, I think what if I would want your listeners or any listeners starting a business is that be confident that I did not know and still don't know anything about yep. growing a business. Financials, burn rate, uh, P&L, uh, legal ramifications, licensing, fabric, uh, distributors, manufacturers, time frame, customers, emails, none of it. I knew none of it right, and yeah. uh, still just want to, you know, you have to be focused like that Bruce Lee uh, uh, quote is like, you know, you don't you never fear the guy that practices 10,000 kicks one time. You fear the guy that practiced one kick 10,000 times. Oh, yeah. That's where I, I like to think now I prioritize what I need to know. What can I now ensure it's 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 aligned correctly to our business, the yeah. processes. And then, you know, now what am I going to go focus on? How are we going to keep continuously grow? And I always say, you know, right now I'm just in the weeds. Like yeah. I'm everything, um, which is cool because now that I know if I ever brought anybody on board or outsource something like an email or your social, I'm very equipped with the necessary knowledge to question people on what their strategy is yeah. because I, I'm doing it. I, I am getting those reps in, <laughs> yeah. which, uh, which which could actually be uh, detrimental to the business because I am all of it and I'm obsessed with it. So yeah. it's really hard for me to let go of any of it. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think that's the constantly thinking about your next step on growth um, and even be willing to take a step back. It sucks to yeah. ever think that, but it's a reality. Like you, 
you know, you know, take a step back to go two steps forward. Like all the cliche slogans in life, like they're very telling and they're, yeah. and you know, now I know why they are so true because I am going through it. I mean, I making decisions on how to pay people, you know, we, we were a small knit team in the beginning. Um, we paid for things, then we allocated equity towards it. And, uh, we realized that that wasn't the best route. Yeah. Um, and then, there became a very tough conversation on where my my business partner and I, who were childhood friends, um, came to the decision on one of us had to buy out the other. And uh, fortunately, it was for me. Unfortunately, it just had to come to that. And that was a very tough and challenging um, obstacle because, yeah. you know, you're like, well, can you do it by yourself? Right. And um but having the motivation to keep going and learning and growing um it, it is because you're you're not, it's never going to stop right and it's like what's going to happen today you kind of wake up like okay you know you check your email Where, where's the fire drill yeah but uh what i have learned is that true entrepreneurs one the narratives are always different in those conversations and two they're always trying to help each other like because they're going through it all and if yeah. people can re be relatable um but did I mention that inventory piece? Because that's a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's crazy. Here, here uh, I'm a marketing guy, branding guy. You're mm -hmm. obviously a sales guy with uh, a background in SEO and uh, obviously technology. Mm -hmm. But the number one thing when I sit there, I mean, you, you're an inquisitive guy. Mm -hmm. You ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And I told my business partner before I know you don't answer all these questions because <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> Uh, that's one thing we've learned in this world. Like you cannot trust anybody because tomorrow there's going to be a shirt company just mm -hmm. like us. And it's because of what we gave them. Yeah. But then we start realizing as long as we stay one to two steps ahead, mm -hmm. they can't repeat what we do because they're not going to work as hard as that, us. Yeah. That, that's, that, you know, and, um, but we also want to give back to good people and, mm -hmm. uh, we, we obviously think you're a good person. That's why we're caring. You're the first brand yeah. that's apparel that <laughs> we've in your apparel shop and it might be the last because that's yeah. like. We, it, it, sometimes your stuff might be out selling ours. It's like, whoa. <laughs> but um, but we have a cool shop yeah. here in Frisco. But well, we, I, well, I think I think that's really important to to yeah. to touch on is that no one's going to outwork you. But I've also recognized that people aren't willing to make the necessary sacrifices for the business, but also get that alignment in your household. Oh, for like, sure. Like my wife and I, like I'm giving up my Saturdays, and they're not just Saturdays, as you know. Friday you got to prep and then you got to lug everything up then you'll go spend two three four days on your feet exhausted uh, and then you got to come home break down everything and then you get your kids they, they don't care they don't yeah. care you were out there grinding that oh, you know yeah. <laughs> you've been uh, working 120 140 hours uh, a week and that's a big challenge it, to ensure that I am providing enough time and energy into my kids and my wife because yeah everything fails and falls mm. without that. And, um, you know, I, I do know people that that start their own business. And I think a lot of people become obsessed with telling people that they're a business owner. Yeah. Like, I own that, I own this. I honestly don't have enough time to tell you I'm a business owner because I'm, I'm growing a business. And uh, th that's where it's, you know, you can't fake it. You can't fake the necessary sacrifices of your Saturdays, your days, long nights. Uh, for example, like I just posted this video and it was my first time, like, I, you know, trying to be real with people because I don't know what our people's perspective of, of forefathers is out into other other states, but 
I do this all in my house. It's, it is all me. But when you carry up 3,000 pounds of polos, two flights of stairs, break them down and take the boxes, ship out the orders, that's that's the reality of a business owner that I can tell you through that process. You know, it sucks, but I have that energy because I know I'm taking care of my family and one day taking care of the business where, you know, I will never, I'll never be able to lie to somebody yeah. about something I don't know. And going back to, I asked a lot of questions is, you know, hopefully people know that, you know, we're just a real brand. Like I can talk about from being a dad, a husband, or, you know, clothing, because I'm just obsessed with it. So I think that's what's really important to touch on is that you got to be relatable. And you also, you got to find people that are going through it with you. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Conference USA was four days <laughs> in the rain, the cold, but we were out there, right? Or actually, I stayed home one day. You yeah. were out there. <laughs> no doubt. No, you know, it's, uh, you have business people, professionals. It doesn't really matter about business. It could be educators. It could be anything. But people in their careers that don't own being a dad mm -hmm. they don't own being a mom or uh, whatever it is right and uh and when i was in denver this last week uh i gotta hang out with my family and i gotta uh, watch observe my brother-in-law daniel he has this amazing garden um in his backyard and he's actually going to start a business i mean he literally he grew up in a farming family in west texas oh, cool. it's like it is in his dna yeah. and i mean he it's incredible and every single night we ate from their garden oh wow it, i lost some weight cause yeah. it's, it's good pure food but the thing is it's just amazing because he's able to do something i've never seen anyone do because mm. uh, he, he's growing many things mm. and it literally you look back you're like man are you doing that for a restaurant because there's just <laughs> the so much of market. it yeah no <laughs> doubt and it's just for their family and then he's a pastor so he gives a lot of it away to people and help yeah. him out and but my point with that is, is uh, the amount of time he has to water and yeah. he, he before he goes to work, he takes care of that garden. When he leaves or comes home, he takes care of that garden. How many parents can treat their kid like their garden? Oh. And like you were talking about, how many people, owners, treat their business like that garden mm -hmm. and own it? And I think one of the things that I admire by mm -hmm. you is if I was sitting here like one of the Shark Tank guys saying, thinking about you, yeah. one of the questions they always ask is, are you want to give your all for it? Mm -hmm. Well, you, I've learned in the, the last you know few mm -hmm. months is you will do whatever it takes, not contradicting your values, but the hard work, discipline. You'll do whatever it takes to make forefathers successful because you own mm -hmm. it and you see a bigger mission, a bigger purpose in it, and you understand it also affects your family. Mm -hmm. And that's what people don't understand as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. I've learned the last 12 years, there is not compartmentalization <laughs> of your family, of your personal life, of maybe your church life. It is one life. Mm -hmm. And if your wife isn't on board, it's going to be hard to run a business. If your kids aren't on board, you're like, I'm very blessed. Sounds like you are too. Like my wife is all in on our company. Uh, my friends are all in, my family, my parents. We are all in. Mm -hmm. I have the utmost you know, support. And that helps on those hard days because mm -hmm. I know, okay, we're doing this together. Yeah, absolutely. And and now to answer one of your questions, like another challenge. Another challenge was, you know, when you first start the business, you want everyone to buy in. You want everyone to believe in you. You want everyone to participate and support. And that's just not the reality. Yeah. And uh, you can't take that personally either. And I, that's what I'm learning. You know, you know, you feel like you had this tight knit networks here, there. You know, you got family everywhere. And it's okay because what I've recognized is that they will at one time, 
because what some people need is justification that you're continuously doing it. Oh yeah, and for sure. it, it's not just a day one thing. Yeah, it's like you know, I so I am that guy. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna start today, get that diet, you know. But yeah, then yeah. you know, but that's okay because I'm not focused on that right now. But like, they are watching you, people, because they want to see what you're doing. And you know, when I growing up being an athlete, me and my buddies would always live. If you don't got haters, you ain't living right. No and, and I think people just have that animosity, and that's cool. Like. Let them go in their lane. And I think it's important for when you start something, a business, like don't let that, don't let it drive you. If you're that type of like, you need to feed off that energy, but like, just don't let it, don't let it shut you down. Yeah. And uh, I think that's really important too, because some days I do check in that. It's like, hey, like, why hasn't this person, why hasn't that person reached out to send? But then you'll see the people that you never thought yeah. Word ever come back in your life, and uh, we're paying attention from day one, and and I think that's an important challenge to consistently overcome. Is that, you know, never, never, uh, never not do not do something for your own why, because that's just that becomes all noise, yeah. and then you can stay focused on what you're trying to do. You're like, hey, I'm doing this for myself and for other people that want to support me too. I don't yeah. need to do it for the people that don't want to support, that don't believe in our mission. So I think. That's a huge uh, challenge, yeah. I think, for anybody because uh, you can get caught up in it, like you know, catching up with the Joneses or whatnot. Yeah. And uh, that's where just do, keep doing the, the necessary fundamentals. I tell myself each and every day, uh, you know, how are we getting stronger in yeah. this area? So, yeah, I think it's important is that obstacles is is, is caring about what other people care about. Oh, and yeah. uh, if you can brush it off your shoulder quicker, do it. Um, if you're going to hold on to it. I think you'll be in one of those businesses that did not make it past year three yeah. or year five or year 10 because uh, they're everywhere. But also the supporters are everywhere, too. Oh, yeah. And I think that's another thing to recognize is that, yeah, you're going to have haters, but you're also going to have people that support you. No so it's like, important. Uh, a guy that Jeb and I love listening to is Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary, yeah. Gary V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, was why we're doing this podcast is he, he kept on inspiring us, like, just do it. Mm -hmm. And do it for the one person that listens. Don't do it for the millions that don't. Yep. And it's, I think it's the same thing if you're with your company, with the content you curate, the things that you do. You're doing it for those that do follow you. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about those that don't. I, I can relate it to, like, when I first started out, I was doing everything and anything for my boys to buy in. Like, uh, you know, I had a few guys like, wait, you're going to give me a free polo, but you're going to charge me for shipping? Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, but another thing is, like, you always ask for people to do content. And year one was very challenging to receive, uh, you know, the the community pictures or even just pictures of the polos. Oh, yeah. Because you can't pay for them. You know, you got budgets. And uh, now in year two, it's just amazing. Like, now we get inbound pictures no which doubt. it's just so surreal to me it's like now people are going to be paying attention it's just you have to grow your audience but you can't get discouraged like you got to start on day one yeah. and, and then just incrementally and that, and that's what i see with my children you know it's uh those first couple days you're like what did we just do like this is this is this ever going to stop and yeah. then then your daughter you know you know looks at you the first time and she starts laughing and then you know and then she starts walking then she's asking you what's my favorite burrito you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's you just got to enjoy you got to enjoy it, but you also got to recognize that it's tough yeah. Like, I hate when people are like, oh, everything's hunky-dory. I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? No. <laughs> you know? It's like Tumbleweed Textiles. People from the outside are like, man, y'all are killing. It's mm -hmm. like, only if you really knew. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they don't understand the blood, sweat, and tears and the the anger, the, the anxiety, the stress, the mental illness from time to time because of no sleep. Mm -hmm. Um but that's the beauty in the game. It is. I love it. Yeah, it's addicting. Um, it's addicting. No doubt. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, with, with you, I just want to say – Man, a kudos to forefathers 
kudos to you being it sounds like a great dad uh, uh, trying your best to be a great father Mm. uh great husband uh, but I do have one kind of last <laughs> random question because we've gone about 50 plus minutes. This is one of the longest podcasts we've done. Probably, um, I told you. So for y'all listening, don't cut out yet. We've got, <laughs> we got one more quick thing. If you were cruising down uh, on a road trip, mm-hmm. what, what, what's the song uh, or the playlist you got going? <sighs> oh, playlist. Uh, I'm a, I, I am a big music head, and uh, that's one thing in my household, too. I don't play a lot of the kids' songs. Yeah. <laughs> I play a lot of uh, variations of different uh, genres, to yeah. be honest. Uh, man. Shark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> we got the guitar, too. Yeah. It's funny how those things stay in your head. Um, you know, I, I, I like some soft, chill EDM, but I also can get behind some Biggie and Tupac. And I don't just say it to be cool, but like I have an older brother, and yeah. like I was sick when Biggie and Pac were in their prime. Like I was listening to you know Guns and Roses, okay. uh, things like that. But uh, yeah, playlists. I think uh, if I had to listen to a song, it would be Young Forever, uh, Jay Z. Okay. Uh, okay. Because I remember when I first heard that song on a train station in New York City. I just had paid 300 bucks to get my New York bartender yeah. license, <laughs> and I was just like. What the hell did I just do? That's this is not gonna work. Yeah. And I just said to myself, like, I want better. Oh yeah. And oh, uh, yeah. at that moment, I listened to that song. So that'd be going down a okay. Crenshaw. I would listen to that. I feel like <laughs> I, I'm from uh, South Fort Worth. It's, yeah. it's not New York. Yeah. Uh, it's not uh, from your neck of the woods. But mm. man, I am a sucker for uh, hip hop. There you go. Especially '90s hip hop. Yeah. Uh, Jay Z. Uh, I'm an emotional Tupac, guy. You yeah, know, yeah, I get it. You yeah. know. Um, but man, thanks so much for being with us Thanks today. Um, if you don't mind real quick, give a little shout out. Where can people find you on mm-hmm. social media and what's your website? Yeah, it's, it's both the same shop fathers.com and, uh, at shop fathers and, uh, always looking for recommendations. If you see anything on the website or <laughs> IG that needs improvement, just holler. Cause yep. <laughs> it takes a village for sure. But I appreciate you having, me. uh, I love, uh, I love seeing our communities grow, and I also love, you know, how local we are, and really helping to find this geographical location of Frisco is uh, something to be messed with when it comes to apparel. Yeah, and for sure. uh, hopefully we can continue, continuously do it. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Well, if y'all are out in an event in the Frisco area, there's a <clears throat> likely chance that uh, four followers will be there hustling some polos. And yeah. So come talk. Performance hoodies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're getting um, them soon. <laughs> But yeah, that, ch- uh, check them out online, uh, on social media, give them a follow. Uh, but man, thank you all for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.